Ready? Yeah. Contractors at my house, the one guy said uh, he set nine hours for a tattoo. I think it was pretty for nine hours. Yeah, and I said, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they said he at the end he started almost passing out. Well, yeah. No, I think it's Did you get a look at the tattoos? Uh, I didn't. I didn't, they were working on the house, uh, so it's yeah. like, I'd rather them do that. Right, yeah, keep working. <laughs> and he had, like, layers of sweatshirts on and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I don't have time, I gotta go. Yeah. <clears throat> but they go to a place in Everett, the, was it Sunken Ship tattoo? Oh, okay, yeah. And the one guy, he has, a, like, a big, giant jester clown on his arm, I've seen. Wow. They're all black and white, though, they don't have any color. I think the longest session we ever did was like a five or six hour and I think when we were done we were both so brain fried. You, over, you tattooing I, or are you getting tattooed? Uh, tattooing you. I mean. Yeah our, our longest session was like. It was probably all the outline or something. I can't remember what we were. Oh I think we were working on some of the background stuff but I just remember my brain was so fried I overcharged you. Do you remember that? Oh yeah yeah I do remember <laughs> that. You called me like, I'm sorry. I was yeah. like, I don't care, I'm hurting right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't care, I don't want to see you again for at least another <laughs> month or two anyway. <laughs> yeah, just the more I do it, the more I just I don't feel like sitting for really long periods, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I've sat for seven hours before. And that was just brutal. It was this old dude smoking and stuff, you know, like New Jersey. And He just kept taking breaks or something? Well, no, he was redoing a tattoo, the dragon on my arm. And, you know, he was just really going, he was really going over stuff over and over again, like the lines and everything. And I remember the next day I got up and I had this bruise, like, that went all the way down my arm. Oh, where, like, yeah. Where, like, blood had run under the skin Whoa. and stuff. And it looked like somebody had hit me with a bat. Jeez. I was just like, wow, <laughs> I'm never going to that guy again. <laughs> but I just remember being like, man, this is this is intense. Yeah, I mean, sometimes bruising happens, but that sounds pretty, pretty bad.
Yeah, I just remember the whole tattoo shop was kind of smoky. Oh, jeez. That just made me sick. A lot of the time I smoked too, so I didn't care, but... Yeah. Now I would care. Mm -hmm. and the first one I got, I got in Newport News, Virginia. Was in the Navy, that skull on oh, my arm. Right. And then I think the second one I got. I think I was in Japan. And it's that rose on my other arm with the knife, the dagger. Mm -hmm. And that guy was really expensive. Mm -hmm. And he did the whole thing with just a single needle. Oh, wow. And he had like the autoclave where he would he would sterilize the needles and not get like they were reusable ones and stuff. Oh, and weird. Yeah, that's not usually the case anymore. Yeah, this was back in the early '90s. Mm -hmm. And then the Philippines. I got a bunch in the Philippines. Super cheap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> New Jersey, then Idaho, and then here. And there's a tattoo studio on St. Croix where we're moving to, so. Mm -hmm. And I hear she's pretty good, so I'm, I'll probably connect with her eventually and she can do some stuff on my legs. Cool. Not really, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I think the leg hurts more than your arm. I only have one on my leg, and I think it depends on where it is. I think it's true. The back of the legs hurt. <laughs> yeah, calves and up in the inner thigh and around the knee. It's kind of just like a big arm, if you think about it. There's yeah. painful spots on the arm, too. And oh, yeah. Some that are just easy. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Langisms Podcast. And I'm Lang, in case you didn't know or were wondering. And this is my podcast where I talk about all kinds of stuff in my, I don't know, how would you say, my universe. And this is a podcast that I'm going to be talking a little bit to you about tattoos. And what tattoos represent in my life and what they mean to me, and also you'll have the opportunity to hear me getting tattooed from my current tattoo artist up at Good Vibes Body Art in Mount Vernon, Washington, Shauna. So, yeah, that's what this podcast is going to be. Um, before I get started, I want to give you guys a little bit of information in case you want to get in contact with me if you have any concerns or considerations or any kind of questions or any corrections that you may have for this podcast, then you can get in contact with me at my website at langstevens.net. I also have a Facebook page, Langisms, on Facebook, or you can go to my blog, which is langisms.blogspot.com, or if you want to just go ahead and shoot me an email, it's langisms at gmail.com, all right? 
So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and shoot you off into this podcast full speed without a crash helmet, without a seatbelt or anything. All right. So go ahead and sit back or recline, whatever you want to do, and get ready to experience what it's like in my world of tattoos and what it's like to be tattooed by my buddy, friend, co-creator, whatever you want to call her, Shauna. All right. So enjoy. How long have you been tattooing now? Oh, almost seven years. I've been at the shop for five years. Did you start here or did you start somewhere else? I started at home. Don't tell the boss. No, I just, <laughs> she knows. But, uh, yeah, I started by teaching myself, by finding as much as I could online. And they're just buying a machine? Yeah, just buying the crappy, like, a hundred bucks will get you everything you need to tattoo. But the disclaimer should be that, oh, actually, it's not all sterilized, and <laughs> you can't reuse it unless you have an autoclave, so. Um, but I, you know, I looked up state regulations and things like that to make sure I was doing it as safe as I could. Or, I mean, not as safe as I could, because I made sure what I was doing was legit, you know, safety-wise. Not that the art was probably legit, but... You gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of willing friends and... and guinea pigs and stuff. But, you know, it's not something that I recommend people start off that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's about a hundred... 16-year-olds at their house right right now ordering those things. <laughs> Don't do it. Find a mentor. That's the best way. Find a good mentor. Yeah. Actually, that is good advice, too, because there are still people out there that will make it sound like a dream come true, start working with them, and then they rip you off. So that's definitely still something that happens. <laughs> You obviously had drawing skills before you started doing it, right? Yeah, I mostly did a lot of oil painting before um, tattooing. Uh, I went to the Art Institute, but I went for industrial design technology. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't pursue it, but it did teach me a lot about putting together a portfolio and being professional and things like that. So, gotta get an education. The world is my classroom. Oh, good one. (laughs) I think the biggest thing that has helped me is just being a major fan of tattooing as an art form. Yeah, that does help, right? I'm just obsessed with it. I follow so many people on Instagram and check into that every day and constantly looking at tattoos and, you know, kind of deconstructing tattoos in my brain as much as I can. Because you like to, you work light to dark, right? Or dark to light, right? What's that? The colors go dark to light when you're working, right? Um, usually, I mean, there's a lot of different techniques you can do. Depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah, What's going to be the next big style, you think? I'm seeing a lot of these, like, whip dot shading techniques. Um, just really delicate dot work, stipple work. Okay, like pointillism almost. Yeah, pretty much. So you could do, like, a, what is that, an afternoon in the park <laughs> on the island of whatever? That's, like, Bob's favorite painting. Yeah, yeah who does that? I can't remember. It's, like... Is uh, it no, it's That's this really name. Pointillism. I think his last name is Got or something oh. like that. Uh-huh. I bought him a big, yeah. big one for uh, Christmas one year, a nice print and everything, and had it framed all professionally and everything. Cool. It's it's huge. It takes up like almost the whole wall in the office. But that's like his favorite piece of art. Gosh, I can't remember who did that. 
But it was interesting because all those all those people and stuff were actually he worked on them as different por- different pieces before he put them all together. Oh yeah, so they weren't actually all in a park together. No. Oh, <laughs> and then it was like the shading is like actually not just like adding gray; it's like gray plus whatever color is next to it. Oh and yeah. And the different, you know, the different tones of darkness with the, that color. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool. My grandma, my grandma was really good at painting. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have a bunch of her art in my house. She did like lots of like uh, Midwest barn-looking things and like southern fields with poppies and stuff in them and. Okay. I have one of hers, it's like, a, I think it's a beach in Hawaii, because she was with my grandpa in Hawaii, and it's like a beach with waves crashing on the beach. Waves are hard. Yeah. <laughs> and my my sister has a really cool one of an outhouse that she did in her bathroom. Oh, cool. Very fitting. You wouldn't have an outhouse painting in the kitchen, probably, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, you could. You could. <laughs> but I was always really interested in how she did these like nighttime things with like moonbeams mm-hmm. and like moonlight and how it like she uh lit up the different backgrounds with stuff mm-hmm. and of course i do have this one it's pretty gaudy it's like a gold background with roses mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh what was she thinking, <laughs> what was she thinking? <laughs> So after this, we're going to have to look at my arm and decide if there's what else we want to do to it before I leave. Yeah, I know we didn't get into the hands, really. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not really sure what you want to do with that if you just want to, like, add some, like, white, like, clown paint to it and make well, it kind of look a little, like, worn and dirty, maybe. Maybe. A little bit of shading would, would be good. Okay. And then we can see if there's any little touch-ups you want to do and stuff. We have about five months before we move. Oh, wow. Oh, that's coming up. I know. It's going to happen fast. I just want them to get the house done so we can acclimate the cats indoors a little bit more before we take them on the road. Because uh, we got to drive all the way to Florida. Then we have to build, we have to develop a system for keeping the cats in whatever hotel room we're at. Oh, man. I guess we got to book hotel rooms ahead for pet-friendly hotels. Right. And this lady gave us a good tip because she moved with her cat. She says, you want to be on a floor where there's an elevator and not outside. That way, if the cat gets out, they're in the hallway. Oh, yeah. And there's nowhere to go. Yeah. That really depends on the hotel because they're not all set up like that. No, we're going to have to check and stuff on the way to make sure. Because, yeah, I'm not going to go chasing my cat. <laughs> that, would, that would suck. Yeah. What I thought we would do is we'd get like a baby gate and just keep it in the entranceway of the room so that there's that extra barrier to keep mm-hmm. them in. I think we're just going to try to beeline it as fast as possible across. Yeah. How many cats do you have? We have two cats, and we'll be traveling with the two cats, and we have a little Yorkie terrier that'll be going with us. Because Cecil has a Chinese crested hairless that he's going to take ahead of us to get the house and everything rented and everything Mm -hmm. so that we can just go there and move in. And then when we get there, we're just going to, like, get a bottle of rum <laughs> and go down to the beach and chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gosh. After that move, yeah. 
Well, we've been, they've been, uh, Bob and Cecil have been moving sewing stuff to Miami already. Oh. We have a storage unit out there that already has 600 pounds of fabric in it. Oh, wow. So what's all the sewing stuff for? Uh, they both quilt and sew. Oh, okay. Just a hobby thing, or are they selling? They're pretty hardcore into it, and I think they, they're gonna, I would like to see them start selling it, because... Mm -hmm. They both do really, really great quilts. I mean, Bob's been doing it for 30 years now, you know, and Cecil's been doing it for at least 15, and he's gotten a, he got a recognition award at the Puyallup Fair for the one quilt, his first quilt he ever entered into a thing. Oh, wow. Cool. And it's, like, super intricate, and he, he doesn't, he's colorblind. Oh. And he has to label all of his certain color fabrics so that oh. he knows what goes where. Uh -huh. And he puts together some really amazing quilts. Mm -hmm. And then I got to pack up my glass blowing stuff, and because mm -hmm. I plan on doing that on the island. And then if they make some bags or something, I can make glass to mount on the bags as hooks and stuff. And oh, yeah. We can saw those. The tourist industry's picking up a little bit with uh, all the devastation. Mm -hmm. For some reason, now they're getting 90 cruise ships a season on St. Croix instead of four. Whoa. Yeah, so that's going to pick up. And they have, like, a big vendor area you can set a tent up in. And I did that for seven years, so I know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And then we met this lady the last time we were there. She's a fabric artist. And she does these, like, three-dimensional... A lot of three-dimensional looking things with uh, a lot of quilting techniques and different sewing techniques. And she just has, she has her, she has an exhibit over in London right now. And she wants to do a gigantic, like, installation piece. Where she hangs, like, organza with different layers of the ocean and stuff like that. And she was giving us all kinds of, like, cool, like, directions of where to go with the art community on the island because yeah. mm -hmm. it's, it's got a pretty good art community on there good. and you guys are totally welcome to come visit too because we're going to have room that means all you need is airfare everybody i think that's a good place to stop right now and go ahead and send you off to a commercial break so go ahead put on your tinfoil hats your safety goggles and your mouthpieces to protect your teeth from getting punched in from these subliminal messages they're going to be blasted at you from my sponsors this segment of the langisms podcast is brought to you by that's right, ERI brings to you the child inside, the most amazing a product that they've ever made. When you use the child inside, you can see the world through the wonder and innocence of a child. No longer will you want to cling on to a futile existence of someone chained to a corporate machine. You'll want to break free and truly live a meaningful life free of being a wage slave used to stuff not only the pockets, but the egos of people who think they are better than most. So act fast and get yourself the child inside. Brought to you by... All right, everybody, I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about tattoos right now before I get back to the actual uh, audio of Shauna tattooing me. Um, I wanted to talk about the different tattoos I have and the progression of my tattooing that I've had done on me. And um, the first tattoo I ever got was a uh, it was a skull with a long flowing hair and I got that in Navy. I mean, before that, there was plenty of times like during high school where me and my friends were, were like, uh, we would fantasize about getting tattoos because at that time, like NWA was really big, Ice-T, all the gangster rap was really starting to come out fresh and new and it was all this new like music and stuff and my friends were all getting into it being want to be gangsters and 
I kind of got caught up in it for a little while and we used to sit there and reminisce about how we were all going to get like oozy tattoos and stuff with our with our names on it or our nicknames on it and we we're going to be like you know thug life and like all that stuff um i'm really really glad i didn't do that because that definitely probably would have ended up as not definitely probably it definitely would have ended up as a cover-up and stuff and and uh i probably would have regretted it shortly afterwards you know um, but yeah, then my, my very first one was, uh, in the Navy, I was in my A school getting trained for, as an operations specialist and, uh, me and a couple guys from the barracks, we ended up, uh, talking and we decided we were all going to go get tattoos and we went out to a place in Newport News, Virginia. Uh, we pulled our money together and took a cab out there cause nobody had a car at the time. And, um, I don't even think a bus went out there from Virginia beach where we were stationed. And we all went out there, and I got a, I got like I said, I got the skull with the long flowing hair, and the, the other guy he got like the classic, <clears throat> excuse me, he got like the classic, uh, Black Panther tattoo, you know. And the other guy got, it was I believe it was like, a dagger, but it was the handle was a woman, kind of thing, um, I think that's what it was. And uh, it was all flash off the walls. It was, they had, you know, if you've never been to a tattoo studio, they'll have what they call flash on the wall, which is like kind of like your your average designs. And a lot of these places, they just buy the stuff from some print manufacturer and they hang it on their walls and people will come in and pick, pick that stuff off the wall and get tattooed, you know. And uh, I remember uh, getting mine. I didn't really see anybody with the tattoo I had, but I saw a lot of other people with that black panther tattoo and stuff and i realized at that point it's like oh the flash on the wall is basically if you get something off the off the wall you're basically guaranteeing that you're there's somebody else out there more than likely that has that exact same tattoo and uh it was shortly after that that i realized um i didn't want to do that i wanted to have something that was at least a little bit unique and uh that happened at my during my second tattoo, which I got in Yakuska, Japan. I was still in the Navy, and it's a rose with a dagger through it. And the actual art that he had on the wall that I picked from that I had to modify was a it was a rose, and there was a dagger kind of like sideways behind it. And I just had to modify it and have the the dagger actually going through the rose. And um. He did it. It was my very first color experience getting color. He did it with a single needle, the entire thing. And that's when I realized that getting color tattoos is actually more painful than just getting a black and black and gray tattoo. And the reason that it's more painful, I've discovered, is because when you do things in color, especially if it's like a really detailed thing, you're getting layer upon layer of different color added on over each other so you're going over skin that's already been tattooed and then tattooing more color over it to add different shading techniques and different textures to the tattoo and highlights and stuff like that so yeah that was my that was my second tattoo and then after that um my third fourth fifth and sixth tattoos were all from the Philippines, all from uh, Subic Bay in the Philippines. Um, there's that tattoo shop there. God, I can't even remember the name of it. But it was the one from the movie An Officer and a Gentleman where Richard Greer got tattooed in the movie or whatever. And uh, that was there. So, you know, everybody would go there. And there was a bunch of other tattoo studios in the in the Subic Bay area because of the military presence there. And, um, yeah, so the, the second tattoo I got was a dragon wrapped around a sword in the clouds. And I got that on my upper arm on the other arm from where the skull was. And then I ended up getting another tattoo on my leg, my first leg tattoo, which was a skull with a bandana, kind of like a pirate skull with a bandana. And I also got a, uh, an ankle bracelet tattooed on that has like a bird claw hanging off the side. And all these all these tattoos were really super cheap in the Philippines, and you know a lot of the artwork kind of reflects that and stuff. And I remember when I got the uh, the one on my right leg, the the pirate skull. The guy was like, "Well, you know, 
I'll throw in another one if you want so this guy, his apprentice, could work on something. So I had them do uh, peace signs around my wrists. And I remember the guy taking a peso, which is like a coin there, and then tracing the circle around it and then drawing the rest of the lines in there. And then he did it. So I ended up having a peace sign bracelet, which was really kind of a... It wasn't the best line work. There was a lot of uh, bleed outs in the line, a lot of like inconsistency and thickness as well as a little wobbliness, um, which is what you get when you when you do something like that, you know, and um, I ended up eventually having that covered up and that was later on. But uh, after that, I didn't get tattooed for a while. Um I didn't get tattooed at least for another five years, and then when I was in New Jersey, I ended up going with my uh, my partner at the time, Jim. We ended up going to a tattoo studio in Vineland, New Jersey, and I don't even know if this place is still there. And the guy that tattooed me, because he, he was pretty old. He was a pretty old guy. Um, he was probably in his like late 60s, and this was in the early 90s. And uh, I, what I wanted was I wanted color added into the, the dragon I had on my arm. And I ended up sitting for seven hours during that tattoo. And he redid all the line work and, you know, went in and did, like, color and all this other stuff. And it was excruciating. I don't remember it hurting that bad before. And, yeah, I, the next day, like I, I said previously, you heard in the in the podcast, I woke up the next day and I just had, like, this this big giant bruise that went all the way down, like kind of past my elbow. It kind of wrapped around spiral, spiral kind of, or spiraled down around my elbow. And it did. It looked like I got hit with a baseball bat. I mean, it was black and blue and like that yellow color and red. It was, it was pretty gnarly looking. And I remember just being kind of in shock from that. Cause I don't remember that happening. <clears throat> and then, uh, um, I didn't get tattooed for a long time after that. Um, I, di I didn't get tattooed until I was visiting my brother in Idaho, and I decided I wanted to cover up the peace signs that I had done on my, my wrist because I was just getting tired of it. It didn't look good. I wanted something different. I wanted it to be kind of like, you know, I wanted to uh, it to look better. So I ended up getting this, like, tribal like thorn tribal thorny tribal artwork with like some green background highlights and stuff in it and um it covered it up i mean i can look at it and if i didn't tell you there were peace signs there you might not see them i mean i can see them because i know they're there subconsciously i know they're there and i just i know where to look and i know i know what they look like so i can kind of still see them there but he did a pretty good job covering it up and everything then um, then after that, I didn't get tattooed until I was in Seattle and I was, I was blowing glass. I was doing art shows and stuff and I had some money and I, I've, I've always wanted to get sleeves done. I've always wanted sleeves. I just like how they look. And, uh, I ended up finding a, a tattoo place, Apocalypse Tattoo in Seattle. And, uh, there was a guy there. He did some really good, like, uh, artwork and stuff. And I, I liked his stuff. So I had him start a sleeve on me that was uh it's different clown faces and the reason i have the different clown faces is because they represent different aspects of my things i've gone through in the past and at first i was going to do the the japanese style masks but when i researched those it really all had to do with elements of the feminine side of things they didn't really have masks that represented anything for men or anything they were all aspects of a woman's psyche so I talked to him, and we ended up going with the clowns and stuff. And he started it, and he was kind of a pain in the ass to work with. You know, he was always traveling. He was never around. He would show up, and I would I'd drive down to Seattle, and he would always want to, like, reschedule and stuff, like, right when we were getting ready to start. And I was just, like, I was getting really starting to get annoyed with the guy, actually. And uh, then eventually, while when I was blowing glass, that was around 2008. The, the economy tanked, and I just I didn't have money to get any work done. And then when I finally was able to get work done, he had he had left. He was gone, you know. Um, he moved to Czechoslovakia with some for some girl. But uh, in the interim, me and Bob had gone on a trip down to California, and my niece had started tattooing before that, and she was there at a tattoo studio when we were visiting. So we made an appointment, 
And we went down and saw her because me and him had been talking about getting a tattoo for both of us, like the same tattoo. And uh, she ended up tattooing uh, coffee cups on us that have both of our names. And the reason that we got that is because me and Bob, we ended up meeting over coffee. So that was kind of symbolic of of us and our relationship and, you know, nice hot cup of coffee. It's still delicious. We're still having coffee. And, uh, yeah, so I had that done. And the next tattoo I, the next tattoo I ended up getting was a, uh, uh, a Le Cordon Bleu tattoo because I went to Le Cordon Bleu and culinary school and I ended up becoming a cook and stuff and it was a part of my life that I was trying to you know memorialize somewhat and give myself this kind of new direction in life so I ended up getting that tattoo and he did an okay job but um I noticed that like it was just really dark there was no contrast to it there was none of that so what I ended up doing is once I ended up finding good vibes body art which um I found because of Bob uh, he was up there with Cecil at one point and had gone in there to get some body jewelry because Bob has lots of body piercings. I have body piercings. And he talked to them and he came and he goes, you know, I know you have a hard time finding somebody that you like, but these the girls up there are really, really nice. They were really nice and polite and courteous and stuff because that's a that's a thing I have, a little pet peeve I have about people tattooing me that I really don't care how great of a tattoo artist you are. I really don't care how well-known you are, how prestigious you think you are as a tattoo artist. Because if you're a dick or a douchebag, or if you have attitude, or if I just don't get along with you or you rub me the wrong way, you are never, ever going to put a needle to my skin. Ever. Because I am not going to sit there and be subjected to pain by somebody I don't like or respect or get respect from, actually. You know, you don't have to respect me, but you have to be nice to me because I'm a customer. And if, if I've, I've had a lot of trouble walking into tattoo shops and you get some guy throws you attitude, the first thing, like, hey, what do you want? Like, you don't deserve to be in there, right? Um, so, yeah, you could be... You could be super famous. You could be the most famous tattoo artist. But if I don't like you, you're not touching me, period. And so when I went up there and I talked to the girls at Good Vibes, they were. They were super nice and courteous and polite, and they weren't jerks. They were they were considerate, and they wanted to work with you on a tattoo. And it didn't. they didn't come across with attitude at all. So I went up there, and I ended up having a Darius. She was the very first female who ever tattooed me she ended up tattooing a memorial tattoo for um my friend and previous partner who had passed away jim parkerson james parkerson jr and she did a sugar skull with some banner work and his name and the day he was born the day he died and then while she was at it i went ahead and had her to another ribbon banner down the front of my arm kind of semi onto my hand that has a quote from Plato on it that says, he whom love touches walks not in darkness. And that kind of went along with the other thing, even though they're kind of a separate tattoo. And then um, I liked her so much that I had her retouch up the Le Cordon Bleu tattoo and do some white highlights on it and kind of make it look better. So she went around like some of the lettering with some white and put some white in the little details around the the little... I don't know even what you would call them, the little spiky things coming off the design. And then uh, I had her touch up the the rose I got in Japan because the color had started to fade. And she did an awesome job on that. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and it, it looks pretty much like brand new. So, yeah, that was uh, that was my first tattoo experience there. And then since then, she did a, uh, she did a cancer crab on my arm, kind of new schoolish looking it's got a bunch of waves splashing around it it wraps around my arm down around my elbow and then i have my birth date and kind of old school american tattoo lettering by it as well and then i would talk to her about the the the, the clown thing i had going on um, and how i was really disappointed and i was trying to find somebody that that 
would work on it. And I asked her if, you know, she could recommend anybody or if she wanted to do it. And she, she was honest. She's like, that's not really my style, but Shauna might be interested. And you can set up an appointment with her and talk to her about it and get a consultation. So I did. And, uh, Shauna's been working on my arm now and the sleeve for a couple years now. Cause like you heard, I, I just can't sit for really long periods of time. It's just the more I get tattooed, the more it just, it just hurts. So, <clears throat> excuse me. She's been working on that. She did that. She finished the clowns up. She added a bunch of background stuff. She incorporated the original skull I got tattooed into the tattoo um, and has it coming out of these curtains that these hands are pulling back kind of out of the shadows. And then she kind of added some white to it and covered the hair up so you don't really see the hair anymore. But the skull is still there and everything. And she she added some like blue shading and little white highlights to it and made it look really nice. And then she added some uh, mischievous monkeys to my sleeve, like blowing things up. And the one with the little symbols that clash the symbols together, those creepy kind of monkeys. And there's one with the chainsaw. And then I have some, uh, some like, lo- I have a lollipop with bugs on it. And just recently she did a an eye coming out of the, from behind everything in the one open spot on the tattoo, which just happened to be my elbow, which is what you hear going on in this podcast and uh yeah so it's coming together i just have some more uh touch-ups to do on the hands and some of the other areas and then my sleeve's gonna be done it's gonna be done and i'm gonna be so happy it's done that i don't have to go revisit that stuff hopefully for a long time you know and um I, I recommend if anybody's in Washington State or in the in the area and you, or up by Mount Vernon or if you're going to be traveling up there, I totally recommend Good Vibes Body Art. Uh, not only is Shauna awesome and Darius, but Jess works there, the girl that did the the artwork for the podcast. She's there. She was an apprentice in Tattoos Now, and they have another apprentice there, and they're growing, and they do they all do really great work, and they're really super great girls or women. Sorry. They're wonderful women, and... I couldn't have asked to have any better person or people tattoo me than them. And, uh, yeah. So that's kind of, uh, my tattoos. Oh, wait, no, I do have, uh, I do have a a native American totem on the back of my leg that uh, a friend of Bob's did. Who's kind of a native shaman type person. And, uh, he did this design. It's a, it was probably one of the tattoos that hurt the most. Because he did it two days in a row that he used Native American red ink, which doesn't always take on the first try. So I ended up going back and he went over it the next day. And that was excruciating. But it's a uh, it's a human killer whale and bear totem. And the the human is a symbolizes change. The bear symbolizes strength. And the killer whale spirit, uh, symbolizes spirituality. So for me, it's uh, strength to change spiritually, which was really weird when I think about all the stuff I'm going through now because that was kind of a, a precursor, kind of a, a marker that stuff was going to happen eventually, and it has happened. And uh, Doc, if if you're around and if you're listening to this, man, I appreciate you doing that tattoo for me. It's a, I get a lot of compliments on it and it's a really, it's a really meaningful tattoo to me. All right. And, uh, yeah, those are my tattoos and I plan on getting more work done and maybe one day I'll, I'll man up and get a back piece and a chest piece and, and just go ahead and just submit and just give into the whole body, body, uh, body tattoo, full on body. You know, you never know. But, uh, yeah. And uh, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and send you guys off to a commercial break. So go ahead and dig your feet into the ground, the sand, into the water, wherever you're at. Feel connected to the earth because you're about to get separated in your mind while my sponsors bombard you with subliminal messages. This segment of the Langisms podcast is brought to you by Company A. Company A's most celebrated offering to the brainwashed public. Attention. That's right. Trusted, tried, and beloved. Attention is the product that makes you desired and captivating. Need attention? One attention. There is more attention to be had than you could ever imagine. 
feel wanted more by others just because you purchased attention. And now, as a bonus offer with every purchase of attention, receive a free can of Distraction Ultra. So run out and get yourself some well-deserved attention today, while supplies last. Attention, brought to you by... Company A. Company A is a proud sponsor of the Omega Foundation. Chew. I'm going to start making those noises. What? Wait, why? Because <laughs> it hurts. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> start making the dumbest faces. Cecil's talking about maybe going to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, should I get one of those traditional Hawaiian tattoos where they tap it in? Oh, yeah. I heard that they hurt. I've seen some video of, um, there's a woman that's famous. I think she's, um, she, I think she's in the Philippines. She's pretty famous for being, like, one of the last people to do the technique where she is, um, I've seen this video, and man, it looks like it hurts. It looks like she's using barbed needles or something like that. Because she's tapping, and when she pulls away, the skin kind of goes with it. Well, I hear it pops, too. You hear it, like, popping your skin and stuff because you don't have the sound of a machine. Mm. Oh, yeah, I guess so. So Well, it's a lot slower, too. Yeah. I think, like, they they even use, like, I think they're filed down shark's teeth or something, or, like, ivory or something Uh that they use. That's what they make the needles out of. But I don't think they have, like, a single needle. I think it's always, like, the multiple rows of needles. Yeah, usually. Even if you're doing a straight line, I think a lot of the technique would be to have basically what, what we would call, like, a flat grouping. Mm-hmm. Where it's just a, a row. Yeah. Single row. I remember watching one about a, in Hawaii, this guy was getting work done, and it was, like, a traditional rite of passage thing. And it was, like, over like three days or something oh yeah and he ended up getting like super like sick with a fever and everything and... but it's like one of those things it's like well you have to go through it otherwise you don't pass the rite of passage or whatever so yeah but it was like his whole like leg I think both legs yeah that's putting your body through quite a bit of stress there There's this guy in Australia that I've seen. He has He's an older guy, but he's getting his whole body covered in different flowers. Mm-hmm. And there's so much black background. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, I've seen really beautiful leg sleeves and arm sleeves done with just solid black background. Well, this is a full body suit. Jeez. That's a commitment. But he's really into flowers. That's awesome. And they're all like scientific drawings. I just couldn't imagine. Although I guess I'm kind of headed in that direction. <laughs> I'm really like nervous about having anything done on my back. Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like that would hurt. Some people find it a little bit harder because they can't see what's going on and it's hard to anticipate what's happening. Some people, hmm. whether they know it or not, do better when they can kind of see, or, you
Yeah, the outside's not as bad as the inside and the and the upper part. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I don't mind the outside so much. How's the band going? Good. We've got a little party we're playing on Halloween, and then we're not going to play shows for a little while so we can get some more stuff recorded. Oh, cool. Yeah. You guys on band camp or anything? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I just show up and play. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's my job. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. I'm on Shit Machine, right? Uh, Different one? Jeans. Yeah, Ship Machine's not a band anymore. Okay. Um, like sleepy, like blue jean jeans or G E N E S? G E N E S. So it's yeah. like sleepy like, genetic jeans. Yeah. But I like to think of it as sweatpants, like that kind of sleepy jeans, but nobody else does. <laughs> I'm the only one. So. <laughs> The relief of the coolness of the towel. <laughs> this is so good. So what kind of music is it? Simple and straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uncomplex flavor. Like, like the white stripes, uh, or more complex. <laughs> no, a little more simplified than that. Really? Because I, yeah. I always look at them like, wow, it's just uh, a guitar and a drum. <laughs> well, it. Uh, I guess what's different about Sleepy Jeans is uh, we have vocal harmonies, so it's okay. like really simple kind of pop punk or whatever. I don't know. I'm so bad at describing things. But with vocal harmonies. Okay. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah. It's kind of the um, it's all Jess Bonin's music and she, so Jess Bonin's the one that yeah. painted your, yeah. yeah, so she's the singer songwriter. Oh, okay. And we're just, I'm just in the backup band. That's my job. You playing bass or anything? Yeah. Okay. I think when you get tattooed, you hit a point of surrender. Yeah. You know what I mean? You hit that point where you're just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good point for people to hit. Some people just fight it the whole time and just Do have anybody tap time. out? Yeah, people tap out sometimes. Uh, the best people that tattoo are people that can kind of like get in their own head yeah, yeah. kind of just kind of surrender to it almost meditate in a way I think I fell asleep that one time you were touching me people do fall asleep it but it was funny. in a spot that didn't really <laughs> hurt right you know definitely wasn't the elbow probably <clears throat> <laughs> but like right now I'm kind of at that point where it's like okay I'm in the zone I guess mm-hmm. you could call it I think it just kind of goes numb and feels raw after a while anyway. Yeah. Watch that big master show and there'll be like, people like, never had a tattoo wanting their ribs done and stuff. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought it couldn't get worse. I find another little bony spot. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it won't last forever. That's true. There's a lot of things.
I keep looking at the, the drawing above it, and it looks like there's a little guy with a sombrero in it. <laughs> Do you see it? No. <laughs> like, right here? I want to see it. Looks like a little... Oh, yeah, like a little snoozing. Got his sombrero pulled down. Like, maybe a little cat with a sombrero on? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm I feel like I need to get a cat with a sombrero tattoo now. That would be an amazing tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I get to do a banana octopus later today. Well, that would be cool. <laughs> the guy said that he lost a bet, but I don't know. That's a pretty, pretty great tattoo idea, in my opinion. He didn't seem too upset about it. So. You should never bet on a tattoo. Like... A tattoo as a bed is probably a bad, bad call. <laughs> yeah. Why not just say if you? Lose, I'll give you twenty bucks. <laughs> or if I lose, I have to pay for your next tattoo, and you get to yeah. pick it out because that's pretty awesome. How about? Oh, I don't bet anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> How about just get a weird tattoo? <clears throat> you ever watch that? Uh, Was it Tattoo Nightmares? I haven't. Where it's seen like that. the it's no. the cover up. And, like, the first episode is this guy who had, like, it's basically, like, a, like nipples, like, six nipples going down his stomach with piercings in them. Oh, no. <laughs> and they were, yeah, they were really, really good. They looked real. <laughs> but I think that was a bet kind of thing, yeah. you know? And I was like, why? I've heard of people practicing doing the tattooed nipples for mastectomies, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's people out there with random nipples here and there, like, on their leg or on their arm. <laughs> we had a guy that worked here who uh, Jason tattooed a nipple on his arm as part of like a a class kind of thing uh-huh. for people who do that. It's pretty cool. Nipple arm. Yeah. <laughs> I could see maybe getting one on my on the back of my neck. A nipple on the back yeah, of my yeah. neck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People people used to do the eyes on the back of the neck for well. Maybe they still do, just to kind of shock people. Like, oh my god! Like, uh, I think if I get anything on the back of my neck, it'll be like a mandala or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't get tattooed for shock value. I don't do that. Yeah. Although I'm sure there are people that are really into freaking everybody out. Yeah, the whole like, uh, tattoos that look like they're ripping out of the skin kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's not very shocking anymore. Mm. I I do get lots of compliments on the sleeve, though, so you know. Good. And then I get the. So what's it like? Does it hurt? <laughs> uh, really? No, I always tell them, yeah, it fucking hurts. <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? So why do you do it? I'm like, I don't like doing it. I like having them. Right. <laughs> I guess some people just don't understand that part of it. No, if you guys could, like, put me under anesthesia and just go at it, <laughs> I'd be that down for it. ideal, <laughs> yeah. Wake up with a full sleeve. I'm just waiting for that tattoo machine to come out. Yeah, you just stick I, your arm in it. And right. Then... I always think about, like, well, what if you, like, move a tiny bit and then you just have this, like... Well, it's going to have... It, it would have to have, like, laser line. guidance and everything yeah. on it. And it would probably clamp your arm down, which is would be kind of scary yeah. in a way. <laughs> Like those machines that laser engrave, right? That's what it would be mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> and I think how bad this hurts, and I think about the people that get like the scarification stuff done. Oh, yeah. That's like hardcore. It seems hard to heal. I don't know much about it. 
Well, they'll actually, like, take out, like, layers. Layers and layers of skin. You know? Like a tribal design. I'm like, that's hardcore. Like, that's, like, cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place in Linwood that does it. Really? Yeah, I think it's a tribal root. Is the name of the place? Is it a tattoo shop? Yeah, it's tattoo, body piercing and stuff. It's over right in the mall parking lot. But it's not in the mall. It's like in a little strip thing off of the mall by the movie theater. Hmm. So that's kind of where the conversation kind of slowed down and I kind of... I kind of went into my little meditative state because, let me tell you, getting a tattoo on the elbow hurts, you know? And it it didn't hurt, like, all over the elbow. Like, the the outside didn't hurt that bad, but the rest of it was like, ooh. That's why I was making those little sounds, those whoop-hoo sounds, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, Uh, I would like to give a shout out to the girls at good vibes again and let them know how awesome I think they are and how much I appreciate their artwork and them working with me and getting my sleeve done and getting my other tattoo was done and, and all that stuff. And I'm hoping to get a, get a tattoo by Jess before uh, we move. And, uh, maybe even, uh, their other prints. I don't even, I can't recall her name, but maybe, uh, one from each of them before I leave, you know, give them a shout out. And, uh, I think that's going to do it for this podcast, everybody. I'll go ahead and I'll I'll tie it up here in a minute with uh, some last-minute announcements and the contact information and stuff. But the only thing I can say is if you guys are thinking about getting a tattoo, really think about what you want it to mean to you and get it somewhere. If you've never had a tattoo, I would recommend getting it somewhere that's not going to hurt, like your the outside of your upper arm or that's pretty much it. Those are the, probably the best places to get them if you're going to get a tattoo. Maybe maybe your thigh wouldn't hurt that bad, but I know like uh, the upper arm isn't as bad, especially on the outside. Once you go into the little baby skin area, it hurts. And that's a, that's actually a good a good way to think about it. If it's baby soft skin that doesn't get a lot of exposure to elements and stuff, and if you pinch it and it hurts, it's going to hurt when you get tattooed. All right? And, uh, yeah, so I'll be back in a little bit, tie this all up. So uh, sit back, open up your eardrums and your brainwaves to enjoy one more message from my sponsors. This episode of the Langisms Podcast is brought to you by you. Yes, you. Listening to this podcast right now. Because without you listening, would this podcast even exist? And come to think of it, would I even exist? And the more I think about it, the more I realize you're kind of like that freaky kid from the Twilight Zone. In that episode, you remember, where he would turn people into horrible things with his mind and then wish them off into the cornfield? So thanks for listening. And please, don't do any of that to me. All right, everybody, that does it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening to me get inked on and put through some pain. And uh, I hope you uh, had fun listening to the conversation. I always enjoy talking with the girls up there when I'm getting tattooed and stuff. And and uh, I find that our conversations are just they're just fun. It's nothing really deep or meaningful. It's just fun. You know, it's good to have have a podcast episode where there's not these really super deep, meaningful, spiritual or psychological discussions that I like to talk about. And it's nice to have one where it's just me having an experience that I have frequently and being able to share it with you guys. All right. So if you go um, to the blog for this one, you'll find a link to uh, Shauna and Jess's band, Sleepy Jeans. I put a link on the blog for that. You'll also find the the link to the the painting we were referring to that Bob really likes, the uh, Sunday afternoon on the island of something by uh, Surratt was what I found out it was by. 
And there's also a link to uh, my website on there and stuff like that. And in case you don't feel like doing that, you can get a hold of me by going to my website, which is langstevens.net. And there's a link there where you can, uh, there's links there where you can get in, get to the podcast or you can get to the blog and, and leave comments on the blog. And the blog is langisms.blogspot.com. Or you can email me directly at langisms at gmail.com. And uh, let's see, there's also the uh, Facebook page that I started. It's no longer Lang's World. It's just Langisms on Facebook. And you can go there and like and follow the page. And if anybody's listening to this on iTunes and stuff, if you could go ahead and give me a rating, that would be great. And the more ratings you get, the more closer you get to coming onto their their uh, feed. And then more people will be able to listen to the podcast and and enjoy it along with you, right? Um, anything else? I'll be, when you're listening to this, I can say that I am halfway through my adventure at the Esalen Institute, and I am sure I'll be evolving into a slightly different person by the end of it, and I plan on having some audio that I'll record while I'm there of my thoughts of what's going on, what I'm experiencing, and things like that, and then when I get home, I'll Try to put that into a nice little packaged podcast for everybody to listen to and uh, enjoy and maybe think, get them thinking about things and stuff like that, all right? And uh, don't forget to go check out the Good Vibes Body Art website. I put a link to that on the blog as well, and it'll be all good, right? And uh, other than that, everybody, uh, thanks for listening, and stay tuned next time for a a little more deeper conversation with probably just myself about things in my life and things going on with me and things that go through my head on a daily basis or even a bi-daily or bi-monthly or yearly basis. You never know what I'm going to talk about. All right. And uh, I'm going to let you guys go. And before I do, I just want to let you know one thing, learn to love yourself because it's a really, really, really good place to start. I'm out of here. Peace. Yeah, I did. I didn't kind of start making the dumbest faces.